We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. everyone and welcome in to cash game week here on the Gilcast. you were either listening to this on the sports grid fantasy football podcast feed the rotor grinders daily fantasy football feed or peter overzet's beautiful youtube channel i am davis maddock i am joined of course by sammy reed and nate noling but also our special guest the cash game coward himself peter overzet he just hit optimize on the established the run projections and just inputted that in into seven thousand and five hundred dollars worth of cash games and uh, just duped just duped everyone the cash Wait, game coward himself joined is it the, isn't that the whole bit guys that you don't actually have to do anything for cash games you just run the optimal two minutes before lock put it in and just have a yeah, great day and now we celebrate with an amstel light a little bit more of a science pete a little bit more i was supposed science. to do more than that week 18, no, week 18, apparently not. Week 18 is, is a little bit of an art and um i mean honestly the person who did the most artwork actually was nathaniel noling running yes. out one of the one of the worst this is like this is like when your child does finger painting and brings it up to you and is like are you proud of what i did and you have to come up with something nice to say because in the end the result was what was assigned but they took a very circuitous route yeah and then there. it wins an um, award in kindergarten they put it at the front of the class they're like this is a masterpiece you Holy guys shit, just maybe. you guys just didn't know how to adapt to the week 18 news and oh, i think God. that's <laughs> i don't too stuck in your ways of just hitting optimize through 17 <laughs> weeks and you gotta think a little bit davis oh okay well guys these are how the scores lined up. Nathaniel Noling, Nate, and I mean, if any of you guys found him, if any of you guys were able to find Nate this week to send him an invite, 164.4 points. It. Pete, did you guys it. hear about this? We figured out that if you type in Nate's email, it'll pull up. 
if you do nate.noling at gmail.com, you can locate him in the search. And he's willing to dox his email for like two extra head-to-head invites a week. <laughs> Nate's going to get an extra $5 invite every week now that we've officially doxed uh, his email. So Nate scores 164.4 points. Nate, how owned was Kenneth Gainwell in the massive $50 double up? Were you the only person who played him? He was six and a half. <laughs> great, great GPP play, Nate. That was really. It was. Tremendous. It was. It was. Uh, it, it was Nate and uh, and and Philly fanatic zero six one four who played. Uh, who played Kenneth Gainwell? The best part uh, about Nate's pushback to Kenneth Gainwell is it was directly related to Pierre Strong, and he literally did the Pierre Strong game, like the exact same game. Like the minus same. I think they both got sixty something rushing yards. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they, they, sixty-five, 65 and then to sixty-two, absolutely <laughs> classic. Uh, Pete clicked optimize on the establishtherun.com. Uh, optimal. He scored one hundred and sixty point nine four points. Pete, what percentage of your games do you think you were duped in? Just like from a quick eyeballing, how many, how many of your games were you duped in? So I'll give you a, a frame of reference. So we had the Deposit Kingdom Rake Free Double Up. It was three hundred entries. And there was a five a fifty person train of my lineup in just that contest in a three hundred person contest. So I haven't gone through uh, even the screenshot I posted. I don't think it bakes in my my it, dupe. It doesn't. Yet. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. So Maybe. so that goes to it just goes to zero. Dude, Pete, Pete's rake back check is going to be like a supernova elite type of, <laughs> type of deal. Just like, dude, here's a metric fuck ton of your rake back, homie. Merry and Christmas. So, Sammy and I basically looked at that giant dupe train and we said, giant dupe train in week 18. I'd rather finish in the caboose. That's what you I'd said. Rather, I'd rather finish. Well, I also knew I also knew I got some of the softest action um, ever. Like I got I got uh, nine 109s this week and went six and three in them. So that saved me. Uh, my team was shit. I entered, I actually got, I got $1,900 worth of action this week and I got $1,300 back. Um, so thank you to the community for continuing to keep me afloat and making sure that my family doesn't go hungry. Uh, we played a 2v2, Sammy, off of the, I mean, it's got to be the most dupe team of the entire season. Biggest train out there. We yep. played uh, DJ Moore and Noah Gray over... Uh, Chris Olave and, and what's the tight end's name? Munt, Johnny Munt. Johnny Munt. I mean, you know, we, we just figured what is the 2023 season without finishing it up by losing some money with a Kansas City. Did Joe Gray even play a snap? He got Gray played all the snaps. Yeah, he got four targets. He just really? sucks. Holy yeah. But, but it, it turns out he's just Noah Gray. I yeah, mean, it turns out he's Noah Gray. Yeah. Well, and, and by that, he got promoted to the Kelsey role in the offense, which means also doing Jack Buck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not a compliment anymore. Um, okay, so obviously these were the locks in cash games. Uh Mullins was a lock, Mason was a lock, Strong was a lock, Lamb was a lock, Jefferson was a lock. Think Zamir White was a lock, so that left wide receiver three, tight end, and defense up for debate. Now, obviously, if you're filtering, if for whatever reason you weren't playing Pierre Strong and you went full Nate Nolan, we'll we'll get to we'll get to the artistry that was Nate's lineup a little bit earlier. Um, well, I mean, Pete, Nate's, I, Nate's lineup is just completely on crack, but I think there was definitely a it, case to not have <laughs> Pierre Strong. But he had Tutu Atwell in there. I lost. It's it. the Tutu Atwell play. It's just, how did you get to Atwell? There were like nine three K wide receivers. So Tutu was like a. It was like probably 10 minutes before the late games locked. And I was just looking at the Richie, because I had Richie James, and I was looking at the 2-2 thing, and I was like, they're going to sit Puka within two plays. They're going to get Puka in there, get his targets, and I'm going to get 2-2 Atwell running just – I mean, the Rams were going to throw, and I just had a, had a much much higher passing passing rate than the Chiefs. And I was like, I just – I want 2-2. So I, I, I swapped to 2-2 over Richie James at the last second, but it wasn't like – I mean, it was like a two-point projection difference. Davis, at, at what point in the day did Nate tell us, I think Richie James is the guy you need? Was that on the That was at like before? noon, yeah. Now, I think we were on the show, and he's just sitting there looking at his fucking Whopper spreadsheet, and I don't even know. Because <laughs> I was thinking, so actually the reason why I thought the 3K wide receiver team was no good was because I, I kind of thought the 
one, I just have no faith in Justin Ross. I think he ended up being would have been playable. Um, but I wanted to play Richie James, but I actually thought Richie James might not play that much on offense because he's the kick and punt returner. And they played him a little bit in each of the last two games. So I thought maybe they would save him a little or just not view him as a guy who was a second stringer. And the the other 3K wide receivers were just too in flux, like Charlie Jones, Yoshi, David Bell, like all these guys who smashed for tournaments. I, I don't know. I mean, they all ended up better than Noah Gray, but... I wasn't playing fucking Chris Olave in week 18 cash, dude. I just, that's not how I was going dude, out. DJ Moore is like the worst version of the Chris Olave play. Like, what do you mean you're not playing Chris Olave in week 18? Nate, no. it, it, Pete, have you not seen the, the tweets of the game logs from DJ, DJ Moore? DJ with, Moore was a great play. DJ Moore DJ was, not Moore was a great better tournament play, play but this yeah, is cash no. game. Play. Yeah, no, well, DJ Moore was a great play. When we looked at the box score after Q3 of Packers Bears and saw that JF1 had nine, I repeat, nine pass attempts. He had at, at the end at the end of the at the end of the third quarter, Justin Fields had completed eight passes and taken four sacks. You you guys are recency bias fish. If his Arizona game and Atlanta game were flipped, you guys wouldn't have even have been considering. No, I definitely would true. not DJ have played. Moore is, DJ Moore go, comes into most games with above a 30% target share projection where like Chris Olave is sitting probably around 25, 26 and like has upside of seeing DJ Moore targets, but DJ Moore like is a is a very different level of alpha than Olave. I'm not feeling that good about Nate being on our side. Yeah, yeah, this honest. is actually not helping our cause. <laughs> I mean, Chris Chris Olave got three targets on 28 Derek Carr pass attempts. That's less than what one out of nine, which Olave got bailed out. Olave got bailed out, bailed out with, with, some, with some unbelievable efficiency. Like he had 14, 14.6 on well, three really. If you if you look at the two v two that we did though the the part that we fucked up was not the Alave versus more part that, that that was a draw it was that it was that Munt was going to play on this team that was going to throw for nine hundred yards and what we we psyoped ourselves into thinking it was a fine fade because Josh Oliver got paid three years twenty one million dollars like we oh were, and then he caught the first pass he <laughs> caught the first pass and it was like yes yeah send send yeah. Munt to zero immediately not well, great. Genuinely, I was surprised, and I know, like I, I love Evan Ingram, and 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 I'm looking for an excuse to play him. But when Kirk got ruled out, I, I mean, he shot up in all of my stuff. Like he was, he was right there with McBride, almost a the similar projection to McBride, and he was six hundred dollars cheaper. So I was like, this, this gives me a way to get to not punt off at tight end and to avoid what I thought were really, really low floors with Gray and Munt. Uh, I mean, so I, every, I every site, every site, every projection system, Cardi, Roto-Grinders, regular points, establish the run, all, all the sites had the same optimal. I, every, every place had the same Do, optimal. Is it, I have a question about that because the all of the people who beat me, all of their screenshots have James Conner. I was like, where was this James Conner stuff coming from? He was from? the most owned... Uh, not he was the most owned player after Jefferson and Lamb in and e everything. And I'm saying, where did that come from? If it was in no one's optimal, I think everyone just touted him. I think that was like your classic literal word of mouth, like you know, James Conner. He's getting you know, like I mean, you know, fucking touts. Like he, I didn't it listen to like, any content this week, so I didn't hear <laughs> any Steve. I I I go from um what people say in the Deposit Kingdom like what they because i don't really engage with a bunch of other content either and they they all said all the touts were on connor okay and yeah. connor connor like laid the pipe too he had like 200 freaking yards oh he's awesome yeah yeah i liked connor in tournaments but i i do i was shocked to see connor at 30 percent. he was even owned in cash connor was dude he was the he was That's the what i'm saying Everyone who beat me had Connor, and there were tons. So, of so what? You just played. Me. You just played Connor straight up over Zamir. That's it. Connor was the third highest owned running back in cash. It was Zamir White at sixty three, uh, Pierre Strong at fifty, and then Connor was at thirty. I mean, Connor where was, was where was Gainwell? <laughs> that's, that's part of where the edge is in week eighteen. Most it's people don't don't adapt. You know. <laughs> I mean, I will say this. I, I really thought that playing. 
uh, a, a like actual good running back with who is going to get a bunch of work. You know, and Aaron, I thought that was interesting too, but I yeah, would have said appear strong. I thought, I mean, as it, as it turns out, Jordan Mason just played backup. I mean, mm-hmm. we we're lucky to get any Jordan Mason points. Yeah, Did that you was guys, that was weird. So I guess what's it, my question for you, uh, Nate, because a lot of people and like if you were looking at optimals, it seemed the decision was if you were playing Mullins, were you getting up to McBride? Like, did you consider if I'm paying 5,400 for Ingram to just get up to McBride? Yeah, but when Gainwell became uh, like the guy oh, wow. that I wanted, I I couldn't get McBride. What did you, you need for McBride? Six hundred. Lucky, lucky fucking bastard. Nathan. Yeah, McBride was like an extra six hundred, I think. So you were one hundred off coming from Atwell to a punt, three K and Bengals down to Chargers. Yeah, yeah. I was like a hundred dollars away, I think, and it was so. Yeah, I was pretty close to the McBride team, but um, I, I, I still with how this played out, Gainwell was the right play. Like. Gainwell was the starting well, running back oh for the God. Eagles. Like, Nate, Nate you're starting a new, streak, a new streak of not taking L's. It's like he you took, took one he last took year. Strong was going to outscore him if he didn't leave early. No. Pierre Strong was going to get literally probably 20 touches. And Nate on one of the most like, inefficient offenses that we've seen in how many years? They scored, have you they watched this more, Eagles they, team? Buddy, they scored more <laughs> points than the Eagles. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> the run out, obviously, was bad for Gainwell. But, like... What, what run out? The, the fact that he's on James finger? Yes. No. Come on, dude. Come on, Nate. No. The Eagles had a had a he's ten not point, he's not ten guys. point higher implied total than the than the uh, Browns. I mean, this was like we told them spot where we the Eagles should have scored so much that I was worried that Gainwell would get benched at half because they would have scored four touchdowns. <laughs> it was the opposite. Well, the the Cowboys part of it did come through, where the Cowboys were smoking them the entire point. So so even if let's say theoretically the Eagles were up seventeen three at half or whatever. And then their coaches, you know, get the message from upstairs. Hey, the Cowboys are up 24 to 10. Like, let's chill out. No it, one projected this, this game to go the, that way. Like, that was a that was an but objectively the, bad the playing run. Time thing, the playing time thing was, regardless of the scoreline discrepancy one way or the other, the result was always, it was predetermined, which was that the Eagle starters were never going to play four quarters. There, there really wasn't an out. The only outcome that you could have gotten the Eagle starters playing four quarters was a uh, an outcome where the commanders were beating the Cowboys. Or it was, or it was close. Or it was, or it was like close. And yeah. If it would have been close, Gainwell would have been. You guys are forgetting. You guys, your third eye, Nate, your third eye couldn't have been more close. Josh Harris bought the commanders. You thought he was going to live in a world where he gave up Drake May because Ron Rivera wanted to win his final game. He had snipers posted everywhere. There was, there, the, the, the commanders were not winning this game, brother. It was not happening. <laughs> Nate, I can't believe you're not going to take the you're, you're not going to take the L on Kenneth Gainwell. Like it was never going to. This is an easy L to take, Nate, because you won. Like you beat us all. Yeah, take the L when you win. No, I'd do it again. I would play Gainwell again. Gainwell is an NFL talent. I know you would do it again, Nate. That's the thing. Gainwell is an actual NFL talent who is going to start for an efficient offense that is going to win the ball. Pretty fine. Pierre Strong is a third string running back behind Kareem Hunt. Pierre Strong couldn't get touches this year behind Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford, and Nick Chubb. He was a he like to say that he's an Good NFL talent guys. is is insane. I mean, Kenneth Gainwell legitimately has a proven career of being a unbelievably. You, you know the guy. You know touches. the guy that projections were wrong on though was Michael Pirine, because yeah. Michael Pirine yeah. is your classic Week 18 spot where. But Pacheco was active, right? Well, yeah, they didn't call anyone up. Same thing yeah. with the Browns. It was literally the same situation as the Browns. They didn't call anyone up. Uh, I, I think Clyde ended up getting like three carries or yeah, Clyde got two carries. Pirine had 21 rushes and four targets. That's got to be the most work anyone got today other than Brees Hall. And can we talk like, about how I, I wanted Aaron these Jones. coaches I are? I, yeah. Like the yes. Browns watch their backup running back who they started to preserve their starter. They watch him get hurt, and their response is to put Jerome Ford in 
to get yeah. carries. That's your response to watching your backup running back get hurt in a meaningless game. Dan Campbell doing it all day. Let's have Laporta go off. Oh, Khalif Raymond, let's toss you on the injury heap. But, you know, we got momentum going into the fucking playoffs. They, they, he, they played the starters the whole way. They never took Idiots. them out. The Cowboys, I think the Cowboys didn't even ever put Cooper. I think the Cowboys never put Cooper Rush in 38 to 10. And they got to no, like Cooper Rush got two. Cooper Rush got two series at the end. Nine carries for Dowdle. I mean, honestly, you could argue Dowdle probably is the more important one to keep healthy for the playoffs. Yeah. But Dak, Dak threw 36 times in a 38 to 10 win against the Commanders. I mean, a little insane. So speaking of Dak, I think one thing I was staring at like all week, right? It's like there's all this value. Is there a quarterback you can get up to so you don't have to play Nick Mullins? Like I appreciated the Nick Mullins thesis. I I got it. I ended up there, but I'm like, I really wanted to click Hertz or Dak. Like I really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. But that necessitated Christian Kirk where Kirk, you didn't have to, you didn't have to think about it. Like with, any 3K wide receiver, I don't care who your favorite 3K was, mine would have ended up not getting there because it was a Chiefs guy. But it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if your guy was David Bell. Doesn't like doesn't matter if you're was David Bell on anyone's radar. No, I think Tillman was though. I think people okay. did actually. I think people did actually play Tillman. Um, but the the point being was that those lineup constructions made. I think it was actually just a straight up, almost just a one v one Mullins versus. Like a lot, I think Mullins versus Alave and Dak 3K was a straight up 1v1. I, I, I was I was never playing anybody but Mullins. Like even when we had Kirk, like I had my I had my shell all completed last night. I felt real good about it. You know, it was always it was always Christian Kirk because then you could go up at tight end instead. And I thought going up at tight end and getting McBride yeah. was more important than going up because you're in the dome. You know, you're playing. You're playing the Lions. It's just like, dude, these guys suck. Dude, those that first half though was scary uh, as Mullins backers there. No, that's the that's the Mullins that's the Mullins first half you want because the 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 only thing the only thing you were really fading with Mullins was a benching, and he wasn't playing bad. I think he had what 190 passing yards. He just kept taking sacks. Yeah, but ultimately with with Kevin O'Connor, I mean, they they want to pass. They are a pass-first team, and I think that's the only risk is that he would throw a few too many interceptions and get benched. But, like, there was no chance that they weren't going to get the passing volume. And so that's where, like, he he's not similar to some of these other dust ball quarterbacks that people were thinking about where those teams just are okay running the ball. You know, Kevin yeah, O'Connell. It's not like playing Taylor Heineke or, or something yeah. like that in cash. It's very different. Yeah. Or like people were talking Chiefs. I mean, it was yeah, all the other quarterbacks were not were not nearly projected. It's just kind of a it, honestly, it was just kind of a boring slate to think about. Like a lot of times in week 18, the spots are not gonna be this clear, but it's like CD, you literally like it wasn't hard to fit him. I think CD was projected as the highest skill position player by like three points over everyone. And then yeah. the next Delta was Justin Jefferson. And then the next Delta after that was like Rashad white, who was like four points worse. So like, if you showed up without Jefferson and lamb, like what were you doing? Like there's just was no point in playing. So that's the your, other everything. I, I know Nate uh, disagrees with this, but if I were coming off a running back and I, I did also want to get up at one of my running back spots for me, it was getting off of Jordan Mason because the Eli Mitchell stuff being active, like spooked me watching Gus Edwards fucking last night, getting all these carries. I'm like, what if the Niners just do this with Eli Mitchell? And they kind of did. And, but the problem they they just did. They They straight up did. It wasn't even kind of, it just was. Who was the guy? Like I, I talked about it with Nate last night, and it's like, yeah, Pollard looks fine, Brees looks fine, and obviously in retrospect, those guys. <laughs> it would have been Rashad White for me, which would have to been get a up to. But I was like, if there was one slam dunk guy, I was so ready to get off of Mason. Uh, it was Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, I, it was I, Aaron I, Jones. I genuinely think it was. I thought it was. I, last I gotta night. give Nate. I gotta give guys. Nate his props. He he wanted us to play Aaron Jones against you guys, and we we were just like, dude, Aaron Jones never gets there. But but he has been getting there. The workload over the past three weeks has been there. AJ Dillon was out. He was he's a actually efficient like per touch guy, and so when you projected him with above twenty touches, like we should have been jamming in Aaron Jones, like. 
Yeah, I think that's I think to that's me, complete. I think to that's me, like fine. Aaron Jones falls into that DJ Moore bucket, right? Where it's like you know the range of out. Yes, the the workload is going to be good, but we also know that the range of outcomes for them is yeah. wider than what makes a cash game king feel comfortable. It's this is how this is how I'll put it. It's like when you play someone like that, DJ Moore or Aaron Jones or whatever in cash, and you get away with it, you know you got away with it. You're like, played that. <laughs> Played that one fast and loose. Like, like, but that's actually always how I feel with Alave too. Like anytime I play Alave in cash and he does do the Alave thing, I'm like, shouldn't have done that. But you know, Yeah, because they don't they don't day. scheme up like easy stuff for Alave at all. Like ever. He doesn't he doesn't get any gimmies. His, his, his A dot has been has too. been smaller this year. They 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 scheme him over uh, all over the place. It's just the offense has been so inept. And like every time Derek Carr gets to the forty yard line, it's like he gets electrocuted. Uh, and it's like you can't go any further. Uh, I I don't know. I think you're underselling a lot. I feel like Olave's in that DJ Moore territory as far as uh, his market share when things are rolling. Let's let's hear some let's hear some Whopper numbers, Nate. I mean he he. He has been in the past, but I would say like DJ Moore right now in the in this Bears offense is is a step above. Like the Whopper's better. Yeah. Did you consider week. one of them was playing in a dome and the other wasn't, Nate? Did you factor that into your Whopper pipe? Not sure. I'm not sure if uh, Nate has the uh, the dome boner that Cardi. No, has. I, I, mean, I, I, no I Nate's do. got a giant dome boner, but Nate really has been uh, giving a lot of like player talent takes this year. Which I just think is super it's, interesting. It's true. It's so that's actually so true. It's like the most that Nate has ever been like, this guy's good and this guy's not good ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do think I have noticed like there are some I have been projecting more guys to have above average efficiency than usual. And normally that regresses heavily. So um was yeah, it like four straight weeks of playing Tony Pollard that made you think maybe the individual talent of these guys matters more to their individual projections than I originally <laughs> thought? <laughs> it was pretty funny. I I was looking at Tony Pollard this morning and I was like, what if I cut out my multi-year sample on Tony Pollard and I just input 2023 data? And he literally dropped oh, like many, six projections. <laughs> You literally dropped to like, it was like below four and a half yards. It was like, this is, this is brutal. He's, he's, been I think he like real. broke like expected points models. Yeah. This year. He's been real bad. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're going back to the back testing, the expected points guys. They're saying, <laughs> you know what? Let's, let's run this back. Let's try to refine this a little bit. We're, there's some mistakes made. Tony Pollard. And he actually like had a good game today. I mean, it wasn't like, that good. Well, he, he, had, he had a classic 2023 Tony Pollard game. He got 16.4 points, you know, just classic. That's about, that's about as good as he can do. What, yeah. So what what was Brees Hall and Rashad White was 7,600. What was Brees Hall, 7,200? I yeah, literally don't pricey. think. I don't he think, was like my third. I think I looked at him once. He was, so I my top guy was Zemir White. Then it was Aaron Jones. Then it was Brees Hall, like a per dollar ranking. Brees Hall was just too expensive for like builds. It was really weird to get to him. So, but if you're finding your way up to DJ Moore, maybe find an extra 200 in the couch cushions, boys. Yeah, well, <laughs> tough, tough scene. I mean, I, I don't, I, I never play Brees Hall because Brees Hall like also has a lot of games where he scores 1.6 points. You know, well, and you're remember like, when we didn't play Brees Hall two weeks ago, and we all played Garrett Wilson instead. What a, what a, what a bad end to the year for me. What, like, I, still my best year ever in cash, but just ending it. No, it really, it really went downhill with like four weeks to go when you were like, guys, you know, we are just crushing. Well, it's it just, just, just acknowledging stopped. that we were running too. I, this is the last thing I want to talk about. I, I, to me, and I'm willing to argue about this, and maybe I'm wrong, but in a spot, <laughs> what a in, way to set up something you're about to say. It's something Nate would never <laughs> say, by the way. I'm willing to argue about this, but I'm probably wrong. Continue. I don't think I don't think I'm wrong, but I might be wrong. Ultimately, I think doing sacrificing a literal point, which is what DJ Moore and Noah Gray was versus Alave and Munt to to be unduped versus a field that like I mean people were posting all these screenshots of like scrolling through their games and it was just all it was just all dupes it was just it was what what was it uh 100 160.94 points like to know that I'm going to be completely unique against everyone but literally Sammy and all my games and that if I 
if if I outscore that two v two by point one points in the end, I'm gonna sweep. I'm gonna win ninety five percent of my games. I think ultimately, to me, that is probably worth it. Nate, yeah, Nate, what do you think? Nate, You're Nate's muted. gonna say no. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna say no because, like in double ups, yes, but I would say in double most ups, of your, yeah, most of your action isn't coming from double ups. Like I would say, I, I guess sixty five to seventy percent of your action is coming in head to heads. So, in head to heads, now does it does it change your thinking to know that the people playing me in head to heads are still probably projected like three to four points worse than? Well, that's even more. That's even worse. That's that's when you don't want to get. Oh, you're right. That is worse. So, like, you're when you play head to heads, what you're doing is like you're you're facing a totally different distribution than you would be in cash games. Here, let me let me read to you. This is the favorite one that someone played against me today. This one's pretty good. Is this the Jordan Uh, Addison guy from the 109? Yes, this is the Jordan Addison guy. (laughs) Kyler Murray, Tony Pollard, Samir White. Tyler Lockett, Greg Dortch, Jordan Addison, Trey McBride, Aaron Jones, Raiders defense. Greg so, Dortch? What was Greg Dortch's salary? 4600 Four, 4600 yeah. So in, <laughs> I, so I in a nine-man nine lineup, he found two guys who were, like, remotely in play. Like, remote. Like, that lineup probably, I, I would guess, projects eight points worse. Then. Yeah. So then, when you have when you have some of your action like that, you should not be giving up. I any should points. not be giving like, up any points. So yeah. no, I, I. Yeah, the train discussion is really just double ups. But honestly, if you're playing like those only the single entry double ups, you're only getting a couple hundred dollars worth of action in your double ups anyway. Like, there's just DK doesn't post. You can't get a thousand dollars down in single entry double ups. Like, no, no, you can't. So let me ask Davis and, and Sammy as uh, actual, you know, cash game grinders. I, I legitimately thought it was hilarious and also made me very queasy to have a double stack in my cash game lineup. Like, did that factor into your decision at all? Like, I don't want to be this exposed to Mun. It was completely independent of that. Yeah, no, because no, it is. was such a nut spot. It was. It was it, that. That was for me. I didn't want to have too many. When it was close, I would rather I would rather kind of spread. Rather it. not. I guess if it's I, I I mean I I honestly didn't think about it for a second because I was like Nick Mullins is throwing for three hundred yards in this spot like ninety seven percent of the time. <laughs> Nick Mullins was Cardi's quarterback one of the whole slate. Was he really? <laughs> yes. No, I think I think in the projection update there was a couple that ended up ahead of him, but for a while he had uh, him straight up projected over Dak. But like. Nick Mullins has started in this spot at home twice and he's had 412 yards and 390 yards. Like that's yeah, just the, the game just, he got benched he threw for 400 yards. It's just what that's just what they want to do. So I the 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 only reason I didn't play m- m- why I just thought Noah Gray and Munt were pretty close and I thought DJ Moore was better than Alave. The the projections weren't that different uh on them. On gray. No, no your point. Your your team point when you're projecting for like 140 something. I didn't. I thought it was negligible. So what? Do you know what would have pushed me to it? And the two v twos I was actually looking at late is if I could have gotten. I was 100 off from going gray Patriots D off of Chargers yeah. in my and I like. I know that the Chargers like projected as a great value, but like my IKB so was like yeah. I did not want the Chargers D. And I'm like, if yeah. I could get, I would have made that switch. I guarantee you, if I had the hundred to get up to a Patriots D. Yeah, I didn't like the Chargers defense. The last three weeks has projected like really well, and I'm just like, what? I mean, it's the Chargers defense. Like, yeah, that team has given up. Like, they keep projecting they, they, Austin Eckler for like 16 points, and it's like, no, <laughs> no, 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 carries no. for three yards later. <laughs> it's like this. This team has completely given up hope of life. They're. They're stranded on a desert island. It's been five years. Like they're not getting off. They're done. Yeah. So Davis, did you did you consider swapping today? Did you end up pulling any swaps in any of your head to heads? Oh, that was another thing I liked about our side was it did it leave it left five swaps because we only have three yeah. guys locked early. We, yeah, we had all the swaps, but then it was like everything was so close. We're like, oh, we just need to. We just we, we needed. Um, Eight receptions, 114 yards, and a touchdown worth of points out of DJ Moore and Noah Gray to beat the train. 
uh, and they we did not, did not get close. No, they then, they combined for four receptions and sixty four yards. It, and to and to be clear, so the we did do the the head to head. We just ran the same train lineup. I had the same lineup and everything. And then you guys had the lineup that Davis and Sammy had. Nate, did you make a push? I mean, I, I haven't gotten yeah. to listen yeah, to the episode yet. He, he made a push for us to play Gainwell, and we said, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Hey, Davis, just to let you know, if you would have played my lineup, we would have won. So I, <laughs> I, I you know genuinely, if you would have listened to anything I had said, you Nate, had I, a could, hard time I could not have done with the text. Well. Yeah, it, like 12-10 PST, like, Guys, I think we need to go to two two. I just couldn't. Even go <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, I think, Wait, did I you think bring up Ingram to them on the on the call, Nate? No, I, I said, I, yeah. I, when I was looking at stuff, I said I'm playing Ingram, but it wasn't like a. I didn't. I wasn't like the forcing table. it because I thought one of Gray or James was was sharp, and then I was looking at stuff, and the Rams news came later. I mean there was more news that came with Rams, like inactives and stuff that it was like two, two pop well, way up. What's funny is I actually thought Davis Allen was like a pretty good play. And it, I probably, I mean, in the end it wouldn't have mattered, but it would have added seven points to my lineup, which I don't, I don't know. It's probably worth like a couple hundred bucks. I, I could have used over. it. I could have yeah. used seven points. Could have used seven points. Let me ask you guys another question. D did Christian Kirk getting ruled out, like again, completely separating it from the results of how the slate, you know, went. Did that make it a better cash game slate or a worse cash game slate? Better. Way better. No, Way better. Worse. Way better. Christian Kirk would have been the most the team easy... I would have played would have won. The, the Kirk <laughs> team would have won. No, it, Christian it, Kirk would have been the best cash was, play. Yeah, you don't want free squares. Like if you think you're sharp, you don't want free squares. Buddy, there were five free squares, and we fucked up the remaining ones. So I think another free square probably would have been good. <laughs> I said if you think you're sharp. <laughs> if Christian Kirk would have played Davis, you would have just played the same lineup as everybody and bubbled everything. Like you. But I would have. I so I would have. I would have bubbled and got. I would have done what Pete did. I would have won. I would have beaten the idiots and got refunded versus anyone who had a clue. <laughs> <laughs> that's my business model. That's, that's every what cash games are all about, baby. <laughs> that's literally game, the exercise game. I'm trying to do. <laughs> so it would have been. What was the the Kirk team was? Um, what was it? Dak, Strong, Mason, Zamir, CD, Jefferson, Kirk, McBride, Raiders D. That was it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it was getting up go. to McBride was the yeah, big difference. Light, so right? yeah. just like literal light work, like just send yeah. it in. All right, Nate would have still played game well somehow and dusted us all. Well, he would have won. Well, jokes on us, he would have won because he would have played Gainwell. He would have played Gainwell over Strong, and, and he would have played Ingram over McBride, and he would have he would it would have been a shipper, dude. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I mean, he, he just can't edge. keep getting away with this dot meme. I mean, Jesus. He ain't well getting you to McBride only because you didn't have enough money for McBride, Nate. You can't, you can't take a W on this one. He will, though. He no, will. I, I, on the Gainwell thing specifically, I think Gainwell ran bad to only get six here. Gainwell should have had yeah. seven oh. carries, one target, dude. Ran super bad to get yeah, six points. Tough, tough he name, literally yeah. only played a half of the game. Which is that was part of the risk. We told you, we told you he was only going to play <laughs> for an entire different reason. Because even if he plays, the offense was going to be plays, so that they were going to put up so many points that he would have been involved in so much, so much offensive production that he would have sat. That's no, a totally he, different outcome. No. He he would have gotten scavenged at the goal line by Jalen Hurts, just like DeAndre Swift does. Like it would have been the same shit. Like he was never getting there ever, ever. There's really no reality where Kenneth Gainwell has ever has Kenneth Gainwell ever gotten there in a singular NFL game. Like I'm pretty, it's like gotta be no. No, do you remember when they when they trotted him out as the like their bell cow back in week one? And everyone's yeah, like, oh, shit. Kenneth yeah, Gainwell's like Terrace Marshall. Everyone gets excited about him in the summer every year, and then he does nothing. What yeah. if what if Kenneth Gainwell is the guy that you need this year in 2023? Like, no. Kenneth Kenneth Gainwell, uh, he he's been in uh 50 career games. His career high in scrimmage yards is 78. He's got zero multi-TD games. They had him projected sure for 80, 87. Yeah, zero, <laughs> sure. zero multi-TD games in his career. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. what you. I don't, let's, 
dude, the dude is a third string running back who can't get touches over Boston Scott and uh, and DeAndre Swift. I don't know I what you want me can, to say. They sounds, could win me like over if he was strong. Nate. If he wanted to do the Gainwell pivot off of Mason with Mitchell in, I think you could have won me over. But the I could have, I could have, I could have gotten on board with fading Mason. Yeah. The the report. Did you see the report, Nate, on Strong before the game where they listed off? I forget the name of the uh, Browns beat reporter, but that like Strong was going to be part of their co- cohort of starters who were active. Sorry, Jerome Ford that was active but not going to play. Did you see that report? Yeah, Sammy mentioned it to me and that he was warming up with the starters. That did like swing things a little bit to me. Um, but the Gainwell thing, like it I felt so sure. I mean, Gainwell literally started. He was the starting running back for the for the Eagles, and the Eagles had to score to stick. Yeah, Puka started too, bud. <laughs> I, you guys, Man, this is so bad. And Evan Ingram just like caught 10 balls. Dude, when I pulled that up and Come saw, on. and do you know what's also so sick, guys? The only reason Nate beat me is because Tutu got that two point conversion. Yes. Yep. No, I beat, I, I beat the train by like five points. Because yeah, I, I, got, I don't, I don't because know. Because Tutu got first... 4.3. Dude, it was that. I'm pretty sure if you take away that two point conversion, you lose by point four. You lose by point four if two two does not catch the. I'm literally. I had almost literally looking at it. No, you, I you had beat. No, you beat the train because two two fucking Atwell caught a fourth quarter two point Davis. conversion from fucking Carson Wentz. I had one sixty four point four. The train had one sixty point nine four. So do the math. Subtract four. Can you cut, stop calling it the points. train and call it Pete's lineup? Okay, the cash game lineup was four points worse than mine. If you take away a two point conversion, that's minus two. Points. I'm just saying I'm all. I'm just. I'm just all encompassing two two fucking at while delivering you across the line in a very yes. If two two got a zero, undeserved I performance. play on one of the most This is what Nate does. I mean, I guess in, in Nate's defense, and I'm not defending the Gainwell thing, but I mean, what did what did Richie James end up with? Did any of those? I think I guess Ronnie Bell was the play, right? Yards. Ronnie Bell was the like smart punt play. Well, David that actually Bell. projected fine. Or Justin Ross had like three catches, I think. Two for seventeen. <laughs> Two for seventeen. Does didn't it? Ronnie Bell have a TD? Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, Ronnie Bell has been that guy this year. He's been Juwan Johnson's backup. Um, you've been you've been taking him. You've been taking him in gauntlet drafts, brother. I actually have. <laughs> I've I've been the guy galaxy braining Jordan Mason and Ronnie Bell because I'm like, why I'm not going to take Juwan Johnson and Eli Mitchell in every fucking draft. I I think I do legitimately take one of Juwan Jennings and <laughs> Eli Mitchell in every every gauntlet draft. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, so how did else? how did it be? Uh, I mean, I listen to the Gilcast, but like when I'm not plugged into the Matrix, I, I don't like. How did this slate compare to other? Like, if right before lock, would you have been like, I'm excited about this slate relative to the rest of this year? Less I, excited. I was excited. I thought I was gonna win. Me yeah. too. I thought DJ Moore was gonna deliver. I thought DJ Moore was like the the blade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead, Johnny Munt gave us the play. Well, and when when Alave only had fourteen, I think like if you snapped, if you say Alave gets fourteen, you just tell me that I'm like, oh, we win. Like we it, like, easy, easy, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, it's just uh, you know, this is the life of a cash game grinder, Pete. You know, all these slates kind of flow together. You don't get too high, you don't get too low. You just grind on. Let me ask week. you guys a question, and I actually I know Nate's answer. But if you guys didn't do this podcast, would you still grind no cash games? I'm retiring. I'm retiring tomorrow. <laughs> if they say if 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 this was not like one of the most popular things that I did, I no. But people like it, so it's fine. And I like it's fun, but it doesn't. I'm not playing ten thousand dollars a slate, so the money just is like not that material. Like I can win all year and make like eight grand, you know, because the edges are just not that big. Nate, you'd be playing this. There was no content. You were just uh, in the darkness of your own home. You're still grinding this. That's right. That's right. 
Probably. I mean, I do think there is something to like when you figure it out, I think tournaments, even if you do well in tournaments, it's hard to like take responsibility. Like there's so much variance that went your way. And it's like where in cash games, when you play like 17 weeks versus the same people every week and you just like crush them week after week, it, it, it does feel different. I don't know. Like it's a, it, it's a game of skill where it's like tournaments, you lose, lose, lose. And then you have one big day which covers you for five years. And it's like, I don't know. It, it, do, it does feel different. Still, still waiting to be covered for this year. Right. <laughs> still, still waiting my year in tournaments. Thank God for cash games. Cause it is not paid for itself. I'll tell you that much. hundred, hundred percent. I do have a tournament lineup uh, that I want to share. Yeah, do, you do your tournament stuff. I, I obviously abstained, but you guys should do it. Yeah. Davis, did you play? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, the only, I only, like two quarterbacks this week. I, I kind of had a hard time in tournaments. I played uh fields in the red zone and I played Dak in the other red zone. Uh, the fields lineup obviously was garbage. This was my, uh, this was in the $33. This was a Dak team. I played Dak with CD and Jake Ferguson. No bring back. The running backs I used were Jamal Williams. Hilarious. Got the, uh, the one yard touchdown at the end. Shout out, shout out Jameis Winston. I did play Pierre Strong. I did play Jordan Mason. Jordan Mason in tournaments feels terrible. Not, yeah. not, not only not only in retrospect, but just should have thought more deeply before about the range. Like, just was not good. Not smart. Just not good. Just really not a, not a good way to proceed. Yeah, um, back-tested back through the Sims, and they'll throw this line. What was out. he owned in, in tournaments, did you say? I mean, he was really owned. Let's see. I, I just have the lineup page pulled up. What was, uh, what was Mullins in, like, the Spire or the Red Zone? Uh, let me see. Jordan Mason was 22% on, so not as bad as it could have been, but still s- still not good. Uh, Nick Mullins was 19% owned, and Justin Jefferson was 36% owned. So, of all and what was Lamb? Small. Lamb was 40% owned, so kind of kind of hard to win if you don't have the two guys who combined for 80. Dude, it, um, this ended up being such a good week for me to be a cat because I know my galaxy brain ass would have been fading Jefferson and CD Lamb. Got to get in AJ Brown, man. Leverage. Yeah. Well, oh, easy, buddy. You're uh, it's it's a little it's a little fresh. The wound is a little. Did fresh. I did I spoil your your tournament team? Here? Oh, buddy. Let's go. And Davis, you're done here because I, I got yeah. The only well, the only the only cool thing I did on this team was that I played Wandale, who's just like a fucking baller. Yeah. And Calvin Ridley, but yeah, yeah. little little min cash action for your boy, no good. Ew, you know, congrats. Obviously. All right, let's Sammy, let's go. What I only played one tournament lineup this week. I felt very confident that I was going to bank the last slate of the year uh, through this one in the spy, and I did a uh, Philadelphia double. Jalen Hurts with, Gain- with Gainwell, dude. No, one hundred percent not. No, <laughs> wanted, I wanted to get leverage off the Gainwell fish. I went <laughs> Hurts Gainwell, Steve. That was coming from the Gilcast group chat. <laughs> the uh, the the Hurts uh, AJ Brown Dallas Goddard double. Uh, Dallas Goddard one for four yards. Snowflake AJ Brown one for nine yards and a fumble lost and a dust knee. Snowflake. Jalen Hurts, 1.6 points. Snowflake. Uh, I did bring it back in this lineup, something I've been doing less and less this year, not with Wandell Goat, but with Darius Slayton, uh, the only man who got a a uh, fire emoji in this lineup. Is that three straight weeks for Darius Slayton, by the way? Yeah. 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 He's what a heater. He's goaded. Um, and of course, so- the Giants will threaten to cut him over the offseason. He'll come into the season as their wide receiver five and he'll end up re- and leading them in receiving yet again next year. That's how he does it. Um, okay, so at running back, I played Tony Pollard and Zamir White. Oh, you uh, can't be helped, dude. Oh, well, yeah, tough, tough. <laughs> I was already <laughs> contrarian elsewhere. Yeah, there's more. Uh, <laughs> what do we do with Tony Pollard? Best case scenario, Tony Pollard max outcome is getting you 18.7. What, uh, what was his percent? He was 9.1%. Okay, that's honestly not too bad. 9.1%. 9, 9, 9% of the people have not learned their lesson in week 18. They're still so I guess that to me is saying that when Tony Pollard is like the scat back on the Los Angeles Rams with Kyron next year, he somehow is gonna get drafted in the eleventh round of Best Ball Mania five. I just I just figured he owed my ass. He owes me, and I'm like, he's gonna pay me back in spades. Um, one of the better performers on this team because 
then I played Jordan Addison, and I also had Christian Kirk in here. But when the Kirk news came out, I said, God, I love this lineup so much. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to rework it. I'm just going to take out Christian Kirk, and I'm going to put in Khalif Raymond because mm. Khalif Raymond's about to fall. And then I'll have the Addison Khalif Raymond mini, um, just all, all the leverage. And Khalif Raymond did get two for 50 before leaving with an injury. Jordan Addison scored. Uh, I had the Raiders defense. I want you guys to know that this team scored uh, 84.5 points. And out of 2,222, it got 21-19. I almost got dead fucking last in the tournament. <laughs> That's how you what play the GPPs, old- man. First what was last. the old sim? What was the old sim ROI on that one? I wonder. Uh, you know, I'm sure it was higher than the actual ROI. So the Sklansky bucks. I think I. I think I got a few shekels because, you know, I'm sure the Sims didn't think this was a 99th percentile bad lineup. But you know, all right, that's Nate, how it turned out. So out. I ran. I ran bad. I can like literally. Nate is about to come to us with like naked Jared Stidham or something nuts. <laughs> Tell me you have an Easton stick in in you, Nate. <laughs> Oh, I do have an Easton stick, but that's not Let's my best go! one. That's not my best one. So uh, my best one put up a uh, 68.8. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wow. Wait for it. I, I, uh, I also went the uh, Jalen Hurts double, um, but I'm unlike Sammy, I'm, I'm not a fish. And so I did a double with Dallas Goddard and Kenneth Gainwell. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, say the line nate say the line. so J- jalen hurts kenneth gainwell mason dj moore jamar chase deandre hopkins dallas goddard uh p ryan and rams so i did go with the lamichael p ryan felt sharp but <laughs> did he score the most points in your lineup <laughs> It, this was this was an abomination of a lineup. I mean, it was so many snowflakes. Where did it finish? Uh, Sixty-eight points. Eleven twenty-three out of eleven thirty-three. I'm I'm <laughs> guessing ten people didn't submit a lineup. Submit. What what contest was that? That was in the fifty k red zone. Mm. Yeah, ten ten people just 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 held their place and forgot to put something in that's Did, how many how many people ran the train in like the red zone and the spy because leone said lot. a couple people had that in the uh in the dome yes it, like like a lot of people like i'm i'm looking at it i'm looking just at these the, people can't be helped no I, i'm just clicking around and stuff right now yeah these, these people are fish what you got to do is get some gain well Jalen Hurts in your lineups, and then you know that's that's how you win these things. Well, Jalen Hurts has just been checking down to his running backs at an absurd clip this year, so you it's kind of like it. what he's known for. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. sort of just like bringing <laughs> bringing the running backs into the passing game. It's, yeah. sort, it's sort of like it's sort of like Derek Carr and uh, and and Hurts are sort of like the yeah. check down. Case. Yeah, it's not like Kenneth Gainwell got I don't know seven targets over the past two weeks on a total of like thirty snaps. No, Nate, this is this is great because they get down to the one yard line and Nate's like, can Jalen Hurts and Kenneth Gainwell score on the same play? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, spoiler, it's not Nate. <laughs> okay. All right. That's probably that's hold probably on, hold on. I want to do like a side bet of which of these teams the Sims like the most. It it, it can't be mine. I like I I K B Kenneth Gainwell. There's no way the Sims would have approved of that. Oh well. oh well. What do you because I literally have not played GPPs for week 18. How many years have we now been doing this? Like four years or something? Like yeah. week 18 is not actually like a good GPP slate. It's like right? Like it's no, just like you're just too much fucking just, shit going on. You're just on. clicking around. Yeah. You you just are you like can justify like, so oh, much I, shit. Yeah, like did I get David Bell or Ronnie but did I get did my 3k guy go for 27 or or did he not? Like it's it's and because also the chalk is so clear. You know, like the the best not cuz only only half the expensive guys will even be playing. Well, yeah, there were even for cash, right? I mean, there was there was Lamb and Jefferson. There were no other plays. You were like, "Holy cow, this is no, this literally is a not slam one." Dunk. Yeah, like, the even slate would have been funner if it was Fanduel. If we had the uh, the Josh oh. Allen in the, yeah, the Dolphins game, been. that would have made it real fun. Yeah, yeah. Next next year on Fanduel, because because Pete, I think this is the first year that we've done the group 
head to head where you guys took it. So I want to. Yeah, you guys had beaten us all the uh, previous years. Yeah, I want to. I want to issue you a congrats. You know, we'll take the L on not using Nate's fucking Evan Ingram lineup. And you, you know, know what? I would rather. I would rather lose with integrity than fucking win with Gainwell. Honest. And <laughs> it's ending my year. Ending my year capitulating to Big Evan Ingram. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> Just not for me, dude. Such a fish. <laughs> You are such a fish. Honestly, week 18, the, the strategy should just be in tournaments. You play like the guys that would be in play in cash in any other week, but nobody plays. Like the Brees Halls, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, like all of those guys who are like, they project fine. We're like, yeah, don't, don't play all the shitty 4K running wow, back. They, don't play it, all took, these... it took until it took until 53 minutes in, but Nate did just make a salient and cogent point that I'm going to make a note to remember for for next year for week 18. <laughs> so not not Kenneth Gainwell, not a guy who's been in play for uh, uh, zero slates the, the prior no. 17 weeks. No, but, Kenneth Gainwell is not how you win 18 week 18 GPPs, but it is how you win in cash. Well, some some <laughs> someone God. was just in my mentions that said I built a cash team for the first time all season for the head to head against you, and I got two hundred and one points. That's generational wealth if I had put it that lineup into GPPs. <laughs> 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 I got everyone to make their best lineup of the year, and they had it in the wrong contest. Uh, that would have that would have smashed the Thunderdome. That's really that's really. Leone won the Thunderdome. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, he won. Yeah. He won the Thunderdome with the four plays that you needed. Yeah. He just got James Conner and Shipper. I also just want to say shout out to uh to the true cash game king Levitan. Like we live in a world where I run the ETR optimal with a double stack on cash game week, and he IKBs it uh, another three v three off of it. I think he had Richie James on his, but it's just like. Wiggins know, Wiggins was pushing the uh the McBride team, I believe. The McBride, yeah. Yeah, I like literally uh, I, I, I'm not, you know, I had a lot of joke tweets this week, but I kept just being like, you pay down at tight end, you pay down at quarterback, you pay down at tight end, you pay, yeah. you know, you just keep, keep coming back to that Mullins in, in the month right there. The, the mantra. I mean, Pete, your your cash game week, the bit this week was just like completely <laughs> off the rails. Like, I yeah, think you I were turned, zo- you were zoned in. This is the best the bits ever been. I, I knew yeah, we were going to lose. I knew we were going to lose with how dialed people, in he was. You knew it was good because at the end of the week, like people were starting to get frustrated with it. Like I was getting all of this private, just incredible feedback. And then like publicly, it was just starting to wear on people. And I was like, that's where you're in the the Goldilocks zone <laughs> right there. That's, that's where Davis has essentially lived for his entire DFS career. You need people to be a little mad at you all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like the I got in some good ones too, where it's like the the people that I was like quote retweeting, they're like changing their profile picture, they're deleting tweets, they're just like <laughs> it was so good. The fantasy lawyer changed his profile picture and deleted like six tweets. Um, that's how you know we're having fun online. And guess what? This is the thing though. I I am done. Like this week was a hellscape for me. Like having to be tethered to my phone, replying to people on Twitter. I can now just go back to using X for like lightly promoting thing and trolling Davis's tweets and nothing else. Like I, I'm I'm done uh, tweeting my every thought through a cash game lens. As it was meant to be. But man, it was a good week. Good week. But in 364 days, we'll be oh, we'll back. Be back. I mean, guys, like every single year, like if we really think about the decreasing relevance of cash games, I mean, this bit, it's either going to be incredible or sad in like a couple of years. It's honestly, it's honestly the only time I would assume a majority of people ever think about cash because people tell me they listen to the guilt cast and they're like, I don't play cash. Like I never play cash. I just listen because it's funny. People don't care. If you look in like week seven, the amount of like, not the total number, but the amount of people who have like $5 head-to-heads posted, it'll be like 200 people, maybe. Maybe. And we, like week seven. No one cares. This no is how cares. Nate gets his action because people can actually find his contests. Yeah, <laughs> late in the season. Yeah. They, yeah, Nate's Nate, Nate's a purist. Having talked to him last night, he he lives for the game. Like even hopping in some of the, the you know, I went in the ETR uh, cash game uh, Discord and I'm like, this is how you people live? Talking about these two v twos all week, <laughs> and then and then they all just side with whatever Levitan or Wiggins tells them to do. In in the end, they're all just like, "I think Levitan's doing this, so I'm riding." Like, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they were all they were all like, 
They're like, oh, Pete accepted my two hundred dollar one. And it's like, yeah, we're gonna fucking have the same line. <laughs> enjoy your, enjoy your. Re- At least you get the crown. I think you get the crowns. Do you get the crowns? If I, if I, I sure hope so. When do I? When do I find out? Uh, I, I don't know. I know that there are multiple high stakes grinders who tried to, uh, basically they tried to. They colluded. Um, no, they high stakes grinders who cheated to get the highest level of DK rewards. They would match each other and like right. very high stakes head to heads, and oh, the games because they get the auto like crowns. Because you get the you get the money back, but I think yeah. you get the crowns or the tier credits, so that gets you to the higher rewards level. Man, we're we're doing it wrong. Yeah. yeah, we are. DK can't even change my freaking username, and we got people. <laughs> it's brutal. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Everyone, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for celebrating the holy cash game week with us. Uh, I don't know. You guys want to do this next week? Maybe, maybe not. We'll talk about it. We'll think about it. Yeah, maybe we will. Yeah, TBD. Uh, we will uh, We will see y'all then. Thank you. Later. <laughs>